Welcome to the Time to Thrive podcast, developed and sponsored by the Thrive Ladies Ministry of Central Baptist Church in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Come with us as we dive deep into the life stories and experiences of Christian women. Meet amazing women writers from our very own Central Baptist Church magazine, Come and See. Join us as Aaliyah and Anna discover how God has moved in the lives of these women and how circumstances permanently change their lives. Whether you're driving, working, or relaxing, we're glad you joined us today. And now, it's time to thrive. Hello, Thrive Ladies. It's Aaliyah and Anna ready to help you start your week off right with the Time to Thrive podcast. So hello, everyone listening. And today we have a special guest, which is actually my madre, my mother, (laughs) Julie Kimmins. So we're going to dive into the article in a little bit and get to know a little bit about her. So mom, would you like to introduce a little bit about yourself for everyone listening? Sure, sure. So I was born and raised in Lexington, North Carolina. I went to Berea College, uh, where I graduated with a business degree. But most importantly, I met and married my husband, Rick. And in August, we'll be married 34 years. (laughs) So uh, I'm blessed with four daughters, Anna being number three, ranging in age from 16 to 25. Um, They're very different. They're very unique. And they definitely make our household very lively. (laughs) Uh, in 2013, we launched the Thrive Ladies Ministry, which is podcast. We're so proud as a part of us. And I've been the director ever since it was launched, and it's been a privilege to serve in that role. And as far as me personally, I like, I love unsweet tea. I love <laughs> Korean drama. I was about to say, she's going to say her shows. <laughs> and I, I love everything about traveling except jet lag. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> love that. Well, now that we know a little bit about you, we're going to talk about your article a little bit. Back in 2017, you wrote an article titled, Walk Your Calling in 2017. And in that article, you encouraged the women of Central Baptist to look back on the previous years and remember God's faithfulness and goodness in their life. You said, a grateful heart will set the tone for the new year and cause you to focus on your true priorities. He doesn't want us to constantly be scrambling and shuffling our schedules to fit in one more good thing. Jesus only wants what is excellent for us, and that is himself. So now that we have a little introduction about your article, we're going to dive in it with you. So the first question is, why do you think God laid this message on your heart to share? Well, at the beginning of each new year, most people normally assess their previous year's uh, successes or failures, and they set goals for the next year. Mm -hmm. And my purpose in writing uh, that letter from the editor, it it was mainly to encourage our uh, ladies to be thankful for how the Lord had provided prior protection, provision, Mm but also to encourage them to prioritize him in the future. So that was the main gist, like an encouragement letter to, mm-hmm. to our ladies. Mm-hmm. How does having a grateful mindset change the way you live life as a Christian? I'm so glad you asked that. You know, in, in James 1, uh, James tells us that every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. Mm-hmm. So... When we, truly, when we truly believe that Jesus is the source of all of our blessings, spiritual and material, when we believe that, we are humbled 
but we're also amazed at the same time that he's merciful to us and he's faithful to us. So with that realization, it's like our heart swells with love uh, because of his goodness mm-hmm. toward us. And out of that devotion, we purpose to make him our number one priority. Mm-hmm. From So it's that kind of uh, pathway. And the good thing about that is then something really astounding happens at that point because every other part of our life falls into place mm-hmm. once you do that. It all falls into place. That means our relationships and our commitments, even our fears and our disappointments, we can, all, we can trust everything to his care. And when you can do that, then you can confidently rest in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in that resting in him, some people call it abiding. Mm-hmm. That we'll get into that in just a little bit. That is the perfect, it's almost like what you would call the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect place to be in him. Um, and it's wonderful. So that to me, that's how a grateful heart leads. Mm-hmm. down this particular path yeah absolutely i love how you said where if you're in the lord's will that everything else falls into place mm-hmm. i feel like and we mentioned dean's uh-huh. yeah, yeah dean's sermon on <laughs> sunday yeah. as if you stay in god's will you'll have peace in whatever mm-hmm. situation or whatever thing you're doing when you have peace you know that you're going to be in god's will that's right that's yeah, very absolutely. good so the next question that we have for you is going from having a heart desire to seeing real life results can be a difficult process because we want to see like long-term results automatically. Mm-hmm. So how can we surrender our plans and know that we are in God's will, even if we do not automatically see the results? So um, sometimes we get very eager to do something for the Lord. We get very mm-hmm. eager, and sometimes as a result of that, we can get ahead of him, mm-hmm. and we can waste time and resources. Um, you know, and in Proverbs 19.2, haste makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. So how can we, how can we guard us, ourselves against that? So, you know, in the article I wrote this sentence, it says, he doesn't, want us to continually be scrambling and shuffling our schedules to fit in one more good thing, quote-unquote good thing. Jesus only wants what's excellent for us, and that's himself. So it goes back to what you were saying about Pastor Dean's recent Mm -hmm. sermon in Matthew. So fortunately, to get from your heartfelt desire to actual results, uh, you know, he gives us a a plan. Mm -hmm. And usually it's simple. It's not necessarily easy, <laughs> but it is fairly simple. Mm-hmm. And in the article, I'd even forgot I'd done that 2017. How long ago was that? <laughs> I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but the first step, so step one, seek him first. Mm-hmm. Seek him first. Uh, that becomes, it's a determination to obey Matthew 6.23. Mm-hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So it's the determination to obey it. And we've learned, you know, obedience leads to what, girls? Obedience leads to? Blessing. Blessing. <laughs> I, was making sure I have them in class with me. <laughs> <laughs> I drill them. I can do that because I have class with them on Wednesday night. So obedience oh. leads to blessing. And when you obey and seek God first, he's going to do exactly what he says. 
he's going to provide the other pieces that we want, that every human wants. So first is to determine to obey and seek him first. So how do you do that? So if I'm a practical person. I like practical things to help go from point A to point B. So the first thing I would encourage every woman out there, young or old, to number one, purposefully block out a specific time each morning, I would encourage morning, mm-hmm. to meet with God in his word. Sometimes that can be challenging with your schedule. But I would encourage you to do like David, what he said in the Psalms is to seek God in the morning. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. But adjust your schedule to secure that quiet time. Mm-hmm. Uh, commit to it uh, and allow him to work with you. Now, the second thing, part of that is to invite him to fellowship with you. You can read, you can have a one, I don't know if you've ever had um, a one-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have people that I love that sometimes it's a one-sided con- You just sit and listen, oh. and, and it's amazing. She is pointing <laughs> at me. <laughs> no. But he doesn't want just a one-sided conversation. He wants communication, which is, mm-hmm. which is two. So invite him to fellowship with you. And the Lord will show up. He will show up. And he'll bless you, and it'll be sweet. It, it'll be something a sweet time. And soon, you know, soon you'll want that. You'll crave it because, you know, like anything sweet, it can become addictive. Mm-hmm. So you think, <laughs> I can't wait to get up and, you know, get my cup of coffee and get in my sweet spot and... <laughs> Have some time with Jesus and start your day off. She does do that every single morning. I was about to say, we've had this conversation before in our class. Yeah. So, and that becomes your special time. Yes. And when you you miss it or you skip it or something happens Mm -hmm. beyond, you know, beyond your control, you miss it. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's That's step one. Step two is to abide in him. So we mentioned that word a little bit earlier, but... After you seek the Lord first, purpose in your heart, you commune with him, then we find it easier to abide in and to patiently wait for him to work in our lives. Mm -hmm. So this is like a a different kind of a step. We will truly be able to follow, you know, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all our cares on him because he careth for you. So at that point, when 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 you come to the realization, the Lord loves me. He wants to have a relationship with me. And when he gives us this promise to cast our cares on him, he's really telling us that you don't have to carry this by yourself. I don't want you to carry it. You're not capable. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for you. Give it to me, please. Mm-hmm. He wants to do that for us. And and when we can, when we can really do that and purpose in our heart to do that, he'll give us that peace, knowing that in his timing, he's going to give the solution, and it'll be perfect, and it'll be something we couldn't have come up with, and so that's the abiding part, and then the last step is to bless others, so, you know, when you're resting or abiding in Christ, his strength will energize you, and he will enable you to serve him with your giftings. Mm-hmm. So everybody's giftings that he gives us, you know, once we become a Christian, he gives us at least one spiritual gift. 
but he gives us gifting. He gives us abilities. Um, and whenever he does that and we use that in his energy and strength, it's energizing. Mm-hmm. You can't explain it, but there's something about you could have worked yourself, whether whatever event it is, whatever you're working, but at the end of it, there's a smile on your face. Your mm-hmm. body's dead tired, but inside mm-hmm. you, you are energized. Yeah. Because that's he's 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 giving you his energy. Uh, I use energy, but strength. Mm-hmm. His yeah. his Holy Spirit is is filling you up on you know the bread that's not you know mm-hmm. regular bread from Food Lion. <laughs> so uh, the bread of life. So um, I would encourage you that at that point you will be a blessing. The work he gives you will be a blessing, not a burden. Mm-hmm. It'll be a joy, and with that you'll be able to bless others out of the wellspring of the goodness he's given uh, to you mm-hmm. and you'll be able to be a blessing and encouragement to others so so it really is beautiful so those three steps again they're simple to say but to put them in practice takes mm-hmm. discipline takes um, some work mm-hmm. but um, it would truly definitely I would encourage everybody to put those into action yeah. I feel like this is going to show up in our lesson tomorrow <laughs> no. oh no we know what's tomorrow I know <laughs> part two <laughs> talked about giving God your commitments. So can you remember a moment where you gave God your commitments, plans, and desires to put him first, and through that act of surrender, saw him, his excellent plan unfold? So that took me back quite a few years, and um, uh, hopefully it will encourage someone. I hope maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's just meant for, for you guys. But after I graduated from college, uh, Rick and I moved to Charlotte for his job, and immediately I couldn't find a job in my degree, and so I went to work <laughs> as a caseworker for the Department of Social Services in Mecklenburg County, mm-hmm. um, and then I was a social worker, totally opposite of anything that I ever thought or wanted to do. Um, my goal, however, it wasn't to stay in human services. That was never my goal. But I wanted to be the CEO of a great company. That's what I wanted to do. And uh, to that end, I rolled in an MBA program at UNC Charlotte, and I felt I was on my way. And for the first time in my academic life, I didn't enjoy going to classes. And I struggled with the content, and I was unsatisfied. And that's, I'm a, I love, I'm a good student. I love reading and digging and so this was new for me and so uh, I I even thought well maybe I need a social work degree I mean I know y'all probably think <laughs> um, but even that was a dead end mm-hmm. so finally I'm, I was wondering to myself you know what is going on well, what's going on in my life so uh, Rick and I had been married about seven years and we had we didn't have children we we traveled we had a great time I started getting restless and um, my heart started turning toward having children Um, but I knew he had told me this that he wanted his wife to stay home with his children and that didn't quite fit in my plan or my ambitions (laughs) about being successful and climbing the corporate ladder so there was a little bit of pushback with that but miraculously for me God started working 
gently on my heart. And, you know, he, he changed my desires to align with my husband's desires. And, um, because of that, um, whenever I was, uh, 29 years old, Molly was born, my firstborn, number one. And, uh, you know, 29, that's kind of late to be having your first <laughs> child. But anyway, so, uh, within nine years and at age 38, I had my fourth daughter, Laura, and, um, I was rather old or so, um, but thankfully, you know, I was the opposite of where I was when I originally um, wanted, thought I wanted to be in my life. So now that my girls are young women and they're serving, uh, I can see God's plan is much more richer, more satisfying than anything I could have come up with on my own. Um, he has allowed me the privilege to daily invest in their lives in all different kinds of ways and to raise them with the ultimate goal of being godly women. That's, that, that's always been my goal. It's humbling, um, and, very, and I'm very thankful that he didn't give me my selfish dream of my youth. Mm. I'm glad he, he wanted better for me than that. And um, instead, he allowed me to, have, to be a part of this beautiful plan that's still unfolding, and um, it's wonderful, so... So for me, that was a truly definite, mm-hmm. total trajectory change in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it goes back to submitting to what he wants, recognizing that he can give me more than and anyone. He can give you the desires of your heart that's more than anything you could ever dream or imagine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That was my piece right there. And in a way, it kind of did come true because, I mean, you're the leader of the Thrive. I was Ladies in this shape. Like that's a like that's she's a, a CEO. huge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. But I, was I like, thought that's where she was going. <laughs> no. I'm like, well, like technically that is true because you're like over it and you've been leading it. So in a way, it's like he changed it, but he still made it satisfying to you, mm-hmm. but still gave that's you a good way to look that. at it. Yeah. Oh, Farnese, and the last question <laughs> and the hardest question for everyone. You can, it can be a paragraph if it needs to be, it's fine. So if you had to summarize what we have talked about into one sentence to encourage the women and everyone listening, what would that be? So you can have the abundant life that you desire. And better yet, you know, the Lord wants, the Lord wants that for you. But it will only happen when you submit, humbly submit your life to him and seek him first above all else. So he wants, he stands ready. He wants to give you that life that is beyond your imagination. Mm-hmm. But there's something we have to do first, and it's humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. Seek him first, and you'll be amazing. The journey it'll take is truly amazing. Obedience leads to blessing. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I remember that. Alrighty, well, I just want to thank you, Miss Julie, for coming and taking your time today for having this awesome talk. I just wish and pray that I can be half the woman you are <laughs> one day because you are amazing. Well, thank you, Aaliyah. Wow. <laughs> and we say it with just the person who came in here and we filmed with a little bit ago. I said, I feel like I say this to every single person that comes in here. 
that we're so thankful for having women in our church. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like, even if they're our age or Lizzie's age in their Mm -hmm. 20s and 30s, but also having older women, Mm -hmm. knowing that they, like, desire community with younger girls Mm -hmm. like us and want to help us grow in Christ. That's a, Mm -hmm. that's a huge blessing, so... Thank you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, everyone who is listening. We appreciate you coming on here. And remember, for our next episode, stay tuned. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Time to Thrive podcast. We hope you are encouraged and inspired to thrive in your daily walk with God. To find out more about the Thrive Ladies ministry, check out our Instagram and Facebook pages or visit our website.